1: Hello and welcome back to another audio exclusive WTF1 podcast and today is a post-quality podcast for the Monaco Grand Prix and what a crazy qualifying we had. To talk through it with me as ever is Monaco super fan and WTF1 founder Tom Bellingham. Tom, did that Monaco quality live up to the hype?
2: It did, it's always crazy at Monaco. It, it looked like we were going to get through the whole session apart from a very unusual incident which we'll go into but then all hell broke loose at the end, really.
1: It really did. It was a pretty crazy end to the qualifying, similar to what we saw last year, except this time it was Charles Leclerc that had pole position, but he wasn't the one that ended up in the wall, which I think a lot of us F1 fans are pretty glad to see, as much as we, you know, joke about the curse. I think most of us are happy to see Leclerc take that pole position. And what a sensational lap he put in. It was looking like it could be his all weekend. He looked fastest, well, he went fastest in Friday in FP1 and FP2. Checo? you know, put a little something-something in FP3. And we thought maybe it could be a battle between the two, but it was Charles who reigned supreme and uh, managed to get a consecutive pole position pretty much in his back garden. So, Uh, nice job.
2: Yeah, he's just looked maybe, well, I say unstoppable, but yeah, Perez did beat him in FP3. But he has looked on it all weekend. Uh, Just so, so good. And uh, yeah, his qualifying lap was, again, amazing. And yeah, this time he didn't need to be the one to put it in the wall to secure his pole. And genuinely, even if the I know like people like Verstappen were frustrated uh, to essentially not get another crack, um, I don't think he would have got him anyway. Uh, Leclerc just did look unstoppable. Uh, And yeah, what, what a pole.
1: It certainly was a sensational pole lap. So well done to Charles. But yeah, let's address the elephant in the room because Checo Perez, he was the guy, he looked the one to beat. Obviously, Sainz was also putting in some pretty sensational lap times, but Sergio Perez was going to be the one who could potentially take that pole away and made what could be said as a quite rare mistake and ended up binning it in the wall right before we got to the Monaco Tunnel um and as a result brought the session to a premature end so that's the second time in two years which a shunt at the end of qualifying in Q3 has sort of made it a bit anticlimactic an end to qualifying uh, but glad to see that Sergio is okay and also Carlos who collected Checo as he went round the corner
2: yeah it was quite shocking it, you had the I don't know if it's amusing but it was it was kind of amusing where the camera just kind of cut away just at the wrong moment. You saw a Red Bull spinning and you were like, oh, hang on a minute. And then, <laughs> Something happened there. Yeah, and then it cut back and you obviously had Perez backwards in the wall, science collecting them up. And yeah, just a dramatic end. And then just to throw a bit more drama into the mix, Fernando decided he wanted a bit of action and slammed it into the wall at uh, the hairpin as well. Quite the, <laughs> Quite the dramatic end to qualifying.
1: Yeah, no, it was certainly an unusual shunt for Alonso at the end of qualifying. Uh, somebody tweeted me, forgive me, I can't find your Twitter handle, but saying that the only two times I've done a qualifying watch along this year was in Australia and now in Monaco, both of which. Oh what! Uh, I know so.
2: Fernando, yeah, both times. So you're I'm really his sorry. curse. Yeah, I you're, am. Not, you're not doing another watch along. Sorry.
1: Okay, sorry about that. Um, I'm also (laughs) sad because I wanted to react to a Checo poll, but I never got the chance. But anyway, I'm sure that there are bigger problems in the world than me not being able to celebrate that. (laughs) Let's answer a question from Team WTF1 member Efla T Major, who asks, what are the possibilities of a penalty that could be coming for Perez or science after the crash at the end of qualifying? Now, as we record this, it's quarter to eight in the evening in the UK. So it's a few hours now after the end of qualifying. We still haven't had a final classification in the FIA uh, documents board. I'm just going to refresh the page to make sure. Nope, still haven't had one. So although I think it's very unlikely that there will be any last minute changes to the classification, I guess it could still potentially be a possibility, but very, very slim. Lots of people suggesting that there could be something, a penalty on the way for Carlos, because there were double wave flags As he was going into the corner where Sergio was. But I mean, it's also such split second reactions that I think he'll likely get away with it. But
2: yeah, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Sciences on board, but I did see obviously there's, he does go past a yellow board. Um, It's whether it is literally too quick before he can slam the brakes on and do anything about it. We've had this before though, with Max in I want to say Qatar when that's uh, when he
1: got he it was really late until after they suddenly noticed it.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so <laughs> sometimes think. the boards are a slam dunk no matter what. I think Hamilton did as well where even though it was really hard to see. Yeah. Um, I mean we could was it was Austria it. I think it was.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was because they waited until literally right before the Grand Prix. Yeah, like so maybe raise maybe that's
2: what they're doing. They're, they're <laughs> off watching the Champions League final or something, the stewards, and they're, they'll do it afterwards. They're on a it's bit like, of a, a jolly. Tonight. Yeah, know. so maybe that's what they're doing, and then we'll find out in the morning. But yeah, Carlos... Mike could be in trouble a little bit, especially he did admit on the radio as well, I didn't see the yellow flags, which is probably not a great thing to say. That's uh, a on, poor choice of words. Yeah, on the radio. And then Perez, whether he gets a gearbox or has an issue, I'm sure Christian Horner would be like, oh yes, master plan. Get Pere- <laughs> get uh, Max into <laughs> Not don't need the team orders. I mean, the fact that it's very unlikely, can't see it happening, but no. You know, if Science gets a penalty and Prez doesn't start, but or, or you know has to take new parts or whatever, could see Max on the front row, and very if much. and if Helmet Marco uh, has anything to say about it, he wants Leclerc to get a penalty as well, which is it's absolutely like ridiculous.
1: Playground at this point, isn't it? It's very much. I know you are, but what are my kind of vibes of like? Well, he, he didn't he didn't go over the way bridge, and it's like, well, he didn't stop for double wave yellows and all this kind of stuff. I think boys, come on, calm down. But yeah, yeah, listening to Sergio after the after the session, he went to the medical centre because he said that the car was registering like a 20g impact, which is a pretty hefty shunt, um, and it looked like a pretty nasty. Collect like collecting the barriers at the when he had the crash, but he said I think there was a technical issue because it's quite a low speed section, um, and luckily the tech pro is there. It's just a shame of what happened. Um, so, so it's not a confirmed.
2: Off. It's not a confirmed tech issue, then, is it? but no, he just he is. believes it is. Yeah.
1: But these drivers, you know what they're like. They don't think that they could ever put a foot wrong.
2: So <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
1: It
2: <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they if Red Bull feel they need to say anything or prove that it was or wasn't a technical issue. But yeah, you're right. They will. It's very rare that they go, yeah, I am stupid, unless you're Charlotte Leclerc. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, bless him. But yeah, very much so. So to answer your question, at the moment, there are no penalties being said, but we haven't got the final classification. I don't know if that will still be the same when this podcast goes out, but for now, there is still a slim possibility.
2: Announce London Norris poll
1: yeah well I to be fair afterwards I was in such a state I saw that he put on the it was like on the McLaren app or something to be like oh I thought I would get pole with that lap kind of thing and I was like oh my goodness because as you all know I am so gullible and then I sort of took a minute and was like there is no way he would have got pole. What is he chatting on? And then I was like, oh, it's sarcasm. Oh, right. <laughs> so, good thing I didn't do an article on that, A, eh? That would have been embarrassing. Um, but yeah, just Lando being Lando, I think. Um, and someone else who, well, definitely would not have got a shot of pole. There was potential for a, a top five finish, I would say, um, but got completely mugged off was Pierre Gasly. And my man, he was raging after that qualifying session. He'll start P17 tomorrow as it stands, and he was in a serious drop. But you can see why.
2: Yeah, it was the fact that it was his own teammate that caused <laughs> the red flag, uh, makes it even worse. But it was it was a weird one because Yuki just tapped the wall. He obviously broke his uh, what are they called wheel cover? Like
1: wheel cover, yeah,
2: yeah, and. Um, smash that to pieces and then it seemed a bit dramatic to throw a red flag when he was just coming back to the pits with a puncture uh but i think you said on on our watch along that a mechanic a mechanic sorry a marshal uh waved a red flag mechanic that would have been quite something <laughs> uh, Marshall a marshal waved a red flag early and then they had to esen- yeah. essentially you have to like trigger it you can't you can't, you can't just, just
1: have a rogue red flag.
2: Yeah, of. yeah, because it would confuse drivers and yeah. it could cause absolute chaos. Uh, and also
1: Ted um, Kravitz. Oh, just, somebody goes past in a really loud car. Yeah, Ted Kravitz was also saying something similar on The Notebook when I was listening to it, um, where he said that a marshal had waved a, a red flag and kind of triggered the whole process. So although we haven't got an official word from the FIA as to what went on there, um, it sounds as if somebody just had a bit of a nightmare and went, "Oh gosh, there's stuff on the track, and he's slowing down and waved a red flag." But normally, the, the marshals in Monaco are absolute, like they are such they're such—they're the best in the trained. business, aren't they? Yeah. they are amazing. Not saying that marshals aren't amazing everywhere else, but the Monaco marshals are trained to the highest level, as you'd expect from Monaco. To be honest. Um, so, yeah, an absolute shocker from Pierre. And also... Strange
0: rules you never knew existed in Formula One.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Matt. Matt's joined us on the podcast.
1: Right, well, but as I was saying before, Matt so <laughs> rudely he's just, me. he's just appeared
2: because Leclerc got a poll. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, guys, so hi, I'm here, I'm back.
1: Don't forget about me. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, that's thrown me. Pierre was saying um, that he doesn't understand how Alpha Tauri basically messed him about so much during that race. I would love to click on the quotes, but my laptop is frozen. This is just the best podcast ever. Um, But yeah, he said, uh, let's go to the quotes. Uh, I'm extremely disappointed. I don't think I can put into words how I'm feeling right now because the whole weekend was so good. P5 this morning, P6 yesterday. Every time I felt so quick in the car, I was comfortable to put the fast lap times in. And then he said, I just don't understand some of the choices we are making. Oof, that's,
2: that's savage. Intense. Yeah, um, sometimes Gasly needs to maybe, however however, true things are, sometimes you just have to give a boring answer to back your team and uh, not publicly have a go at them because it's not a great look, is it? Because there was is there? There, there is obviously talk that, and it is just panic chatter, but that Red Bull, uh part of the reason that he won't ever go back is that Red Bull weren't particularly happy with him, so uh for certain comments and just the way he sort of can maybe act sometimes. So, yeah, uh, probably not, not the best look to slate your own team like that.
1: No, I saw that on his, um like, cool-down lap or out lap that he just was pretty much silent in the car, <laughs> which is a bit different to Lance Stroll, who we haven't really spoken about but he had an absolute shocker of a quality and had like a little rage scream after they they told him his time he was not a happy boy Um, he's just
2: desperate to make another Monaco meme he just wants to be a meme at Monaco again
1: well that's his highlight from last year so yeah maybe that's uh, what he needs (laughs) he needs that as his one good thing throughout the whole year but anyway (laughs) (laughs)
2: loving the Katie savage savagery Uh, today
1: I'm really sorry. I think it's just Monaco. Maybe Monaco brings out the worst in me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, let's go through who impressed us most in qualifying. I mentioned there probably won't be Lance Stroll at the top of the list, but um, his teammate Sebastian Vettel did a phenomenal job today um, to put that through to Q3, and he'll start P9 tomorrow. Loving the fact that we've got Alonso Hamilton and Vettel all sort of bunched together on the grid. That's really exciting from P7 to P9. Um, but, well, I would have to say my star of qualifying today was Charles Leclerc, because even on his last lap, he looked like he was improving on what he was already doing, which was crazy.
2: I feel like if Charles Leclerc had been out there for an hour, he'd just keep improving and improving and improving and just no one could get anywhere near him. He was just yeah. in the zone, absolutely on it. Yeah, it's hard to look, uh, even though it's maybe a boring answer, as the person that got polled by a considerable <laughs> margin, uh, he without doubt, is the star of qualifying. Other standout people uh, has to be Lando. Uh, you know, P, P5 P for McLaren when his teammate is nowhere again. Sorry, Danny Rick. Um, and then, yeah, uh, who else have we got? Sebastian Vettel, of course. Um, how he's got that tractor into P9 is a very good performance. Uh, and then I guess if we're looking... Further down the grid, yeah, it's more... Look at, looking further down the grid, it's more the disappointments. Uh, and I'd say the yeah. biggest disappointment uh, is probably Bottas. Even though yeah. P12, you'd say last year P12 and an Alpha is great. There were big things. I know the race were even talking... Wrote a whole article about how he could get a podium.
1: I know. And
2: uh, they jinxed him.
1: They really did. What meanies. But yeah, he had real crappy luck this weekend so um we'll have to wait and see what he can pull out the bag tomorrow hopefully no more pits pit lane or pit stop dramas for Valtteri because he's not got much luck here but um yeah no I'm pretty shocked by Alex Albon as well because he looked to have so much potential in that Williams um and couldn't get it out of Q1 which is unfortunate both passes through to Q2 which is good um like you say, weird to see a McLaren wedge between two Hasses, um, but we'll have to see what Danny Rick can can do from P14. Poor lad. He <laughs> just, I feel like he wants the world to swallow him up at the yes, moment. I
2: think we're going to have cause... quite a few questions about Danny Ricardo on the, the race podcast mm, tomorrow. Because um, unless he pulls out some miracle, all the chat seems to be that he is going soon.
1: Well, as they mentioned on Sky Sports, the fact that, you know, journalists in F1 are doing articles. Mark Hughes, who works for The Race, he did an article to basically say that like, it looks like Ricardo is on his way out now. Yeah. And when you start getting journalists write articles like that, then it's amazing. Well,
2: yeah. And when Zach Brown starts talking about how loopholes and contract. contracts, <laughs> you're pretty much saying, we're trying to get rid of him with that. Tell, tell me you're trying to get rid of him with that. Tell me you're trying to get rid of him. So, ish.
1: I think Yikes. they've got to be careful. I'll be honest. Like I know that F1 isn't. Um, you know, it's not an, a nice sport in terms of. You know, you can't just wrap everyone in cotton wool and all that kind of stuff. But when you've got a such a healthy relationship with a mental health charity, and yet you're dishing out quite a bad bit of slander about one of your drivers in the press i think we mm, need yeah. to be dreading a little bit carefully but especially mclaren
2: but- like praise himself as like the fun yay we're, we're a fun team and then yeah. sort of slating their driver a bit so yeah we'll even though he happens. is there's no doubt he's not performing but oh yeah maybe they could not handle that. it they could handle it better let's
1: see exactly but we'll we'll wait and see what happens but at the moment it feels like every weekend you're going oh well maybe this one's going to be the one for Daniel and then it never is so we'll we'll have to wait and see how that all folds out and all that kind of stuff anyway before we go we've got a lovely predictions reminder because we set some predictions at the start of this week for Monaco and some of them Look like they could come true. Others we won't go into because they're already not relevant. Uh, Matt's two predictions were Leclerc breaks the Monaco curse. So, Everything good. It is. We'll have to see how that works out tomorrow afternoon. And then, science makes another mistake or has a bad weekend.
2: Not, I would say so mm, far. Mm,
1: no, I mean, obviously, he did have the shunt at the end of Q3, which could be Cedars, and be a mistake but i mean he's still ending up p2 so it's not been that costly so i'm sure well he's actually he's not there to argue it is he so no point oh (laughs) um and then i've said five or more dnfs so i have to wait and see what happens tomorrow especially if it's raining could be good and then hamilton versus the fia which was to do with the jewelry ban but the fia have basically rolled onto their backs and said oh we'll delay it another few weeks which to me it's sounds like it's never going to happen.
2: Yeah, very predictable. Uh, I've gone for Mercedes win, which isn't looking great, and Ricardo out in Q1, which he made it into Q2. Well done.
1: Can you predict that next week? Can you say Ricardo out in Q2? And then each week, hopefully,
2: <laughs> Ricardo <Q1>. top five
1: <laughs> and just keep getting better and better. Um, and then the fans, we've got R Bolton seven says Latifi brings out the safety car after ending his race in the barrier quadrocus says vettel podium i mean that would
2: be quite something
1: that would be something if the race ends up with a vettel podium and then formula one wimbo says pole sitter wins the race so we'll have to wait and see but yeah thank you so much for all your questions if you're part of team wtf1 then you can submit questions for these kind of audio only ones um, and yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you on Monday for a post-race podcast. Hopefully if the forecasts are right and it does rain, then it could be a rather exciting Monaco Grand Prix. Otherwise, um, it could be a 20 minute episode cause it's an absolute snooze fest. So we'll have to <laughs> wait and see. Um, tell me, as traditions, have you got any final thoughts? Uh,
2: the, I just did look at the weather. And it does say showers. I am hoping for showers because that would spice the race up a bit because Hamilton's made some comments about, you know, it needs to be a two-stopper or three-stopper. We did at that time when podcast about back when it was a two or three-stopper and it was so much better and the race was actually very exciting. Um, but when it's a one-stop, it really is just a procession and these cars are too big and then you just have the one pit stop to shake things up. So a bit of rain would be very spicy indeed, although I'm sure Charles Leclerc will be hoping for the usual boring Monaco race. So you can get that curse and then no one has to talk about it ever again.
1: Oh, what a shame. What so many good views out of that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I want Charles to end the curse.
2: Yeah, so um... do I.
1: I want nothing more than that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, shall can convert that poll into a win. and um, Formula Wimbo, which had that as prediction, will be very happy indeed. So thank you so much for listening to this Post Qualy podcast. Um, as ever, if you want to submit questions for Monday's episode, then be sure to follow us on Twitter where you can submit your questions through there uh, and also do your three-word race reviews on things like Instagram. So basically, follow us on all social platforms because... Otherwise, you can't submit any questions for it. (laughs) And um, we will see you then. Take care and goodbye.
0: Peace out. Bye. Peace out. Selling a little or a lot. (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify's the global force behind all birds rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom all lowercase Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found.
1: That project manager I could never seem to hire?
0: And found.